How does UX fit into an enterprise marketing strategy? With Luke Hay. The Strategic Marketing Show is brought to you by Insights for Professionals, providing access to the latest industry insights from trusted brands, all in a customized, tailored experience. Find out more over at insightsforprofessionals.com. It's David. Where exactly does UX fit into your marketing strategy? In fact, is UX even an ongoing part of your marketing conversation? And if not, should it be? That's what we're going to be covering today with a UX consultant with nearly 20 years of industry experience across UX and analytics. He's author of O'Reilly Published, Researching UX, Analytics, and Senior UX Searcher at Design Transformation Agency, ClearLeft. A warm welcome to the Strategic Marketing Show, Luke Hay. Hello, David. Nice to meet you. Hello, Luke. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on. You can find Luke over at lukehay.co.uk. That rhymes very nicely, Luke, I must say. Rolls <laughs> off the tongue, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Luke, as we start 2023, what does UX mean now and why does it really matter? Oh, there's a, a good, nice, easy question to start with. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess to start right at the beginning, um, UX obviously stands for user experience and is purely about how people use things uh, in the context of what we're going to be talking about and, and what I do as a day job. That's uh, sort of digital uh, products mainly, so websites and apps and that side of things. And it's obviously evolved over time, particularly as technology evolves when we're looking at the sort of digital landscape. So, um, it's become increasingly important. Obviously, in the old days, people just used to put a website together and sort of hope people could use it, hope people could find it. But now there's obviously so many other considerations and really there's so much competition out there as well that UX and how usable your, your website, your app or your product is can be a real differentiator for your, uh, for your company. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. So it's a real differentiator out there. There's more competition than there used to be. It's a, it's a, it's a great way of standing out. Uh, and what about specifically to marketers? Well, why does UX uh, matter specifically to them? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I think it's something that's becoming increasingly, increasingly important over time. Essentially, UX is a part of your brand. So people often, particularly if you're an online-only company, that will more or less be your brand, you know, how people um, engage with your website, how people use your website, how people use your, your app, whatever it might be, that essentially is how they perceive your brand. And obviously there's a, a lot to do with that in terms of marketing. So brand and marketing go hand in hand, and I think UX and, and brand do as well. Also, it's really important from a marketer's point of view to understand the audience, and that's even more so from a, a UX perspective. So. What I do as a user researcher is really start to understand people, how they think, what their needs are, what motivates them, that side of things. And obviously that kind of insight into your target audience is crucial for the marketing side of things as well. And I'm just trying to think how this would actually be utilised practically. So, so how do you really incorporate UX as part of a, an ongoing marketing strategy? Yeah, so it's something that doesn't really happen enough uh, and something I'm sort of trying to, to work towards and encourage people to do really. But I think it all comes down to that sort of shared knowledge. So from a user research perspective, again, I've got insights, I've got knowledge into, into an audience and what makes them tick and what they need. 
And I could then share that with the marketing side of the company as well. And, you know, we can discuss how that works in terms of the overall strategy. You know, how do you reach these people? How do you talk to these people? What language are they using? What kind of things really motivate them? You know, what, what are their needs rather than just from a marketing angle, which is often how do we best sell our product? The sort of UX side of things flips on it, heads of it and thinks about what did the users actually need? What do they want and how can we deliver on that? So I think that's where the two come together. In terms of practically, it really is just the, the two teams working more closely, I think. So again, I do uh, user interviews, usability testing, that side of things as part of my job. And I certainly always encourage marketers to join in those, observe those sessions, learn from that. Also, from my point of view, and I think I'm going to speak for everyone who works in UX, but we're often guilty of not looking at that sort of bigger overarching strategy, whether that's the business strategy or the marketing strategy. As UXers, we can just focus on make your website or an app more usable uh, and more of a, a great experience for the user. But obviously, that needs to fit in with the company and its goals. You know, you need to be looking at things from from that side because otherwise, you can have the best website in the world, but if there isn't a market for it. If there aren't, if it isn't traffic coming to that website, which obviously you're relying on the marketing team to deliver, then it's actually a bit of a wasted effort. So the two need to need to work closely together, understand how each other operates, and really have that have that really firm bond where we can both contribute to each other's success. Really, you mentioned a couple of key elements um, of UX success there: user interviews and usability as well. Um, so it'd be good to dive into those areas and actually uh, understand kind of where those fit in to kind of the marketing cycle um, and um, I, I guess how, how best to carry out those tasks. So maybe user interviews. So at what stage should you carry out user interviews and what kind of formats do you recommend? Yes, I'm going to give the classic UX answer of it depends. It always depends in terms of what you're trying to achieve. So whenever we're doing any user research, there's always an objective for that. And that might come from the marketing team. It might be a, a marketing objective to, you know, we want to understand whether our product's going to resonate with, uh, with our users or if it's more of a sort of evaluative usability test, it might be, you know, is our website meeting the needs of our customers already? So it would start off from that objective, which again could come from a, from a marketing team. And in terms of the sort of user interviews themselves, it's, it's really interesting how that is similar but different to market research. So market research, broadly speaking, is looking at, at big numbers. It's looking at sort of sending out surveys. It's looking at interviewing and not people in any real depth, but getting you know, thousands of responses to, to survey questions. Whereas from the UX side of things, it's a much smaller group, but much more in depth. So a user interview would probably be uh, for, a, for a website, for example, you talk to maybe five to 10 users. Might be, might be more than that, but it wouldn't be huge numbers. And you'd go into much more detail and you'd really try to get to the bottom of what they what they need because sort of people don't always think what they feel. They don't say what they do and they don't do what they say. You know, people are very bad at predicting their future behavior, for example. So from a, a UX point of view, we'd really try to avoid just asking people simple questions like, do you want to use an app? Uh, you know, we'd find out be using an app at the moment, how are you currently performing that task? So we'd really delve into that bit more, bit more detail. 
I've used the service user testing quite a bit in the past, where it uh, records videos of people using your website or using your solution for the first time. Um, and that, that's great to have, um, I guess, eyeballs on your site and uh, direct feedback of people experiencing what you do for the first time. Because it's easy as you run a business, as you, as you operate within a marketing team to look at a website that you've looked at a hundred times before and um, not see it as how people see it for the first time. Um, so do you, do you recommend a, a service like that, um, like user testing, like recording videos, or is there perhaps even a better way to do this? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, yes, I'd, I'd recommend something like that. But what you get with usertesting.com in, in most cases is unmoderated testing. So as you say, you get basically sent a video back of someone doing something and that can be really powerful and that can be really interesting to see what they think. But actually what we tend to do more in the sort of UX side of things is uh, moderated testing. So whether that's user testing or usability testing, there's a, an argument about the, the exact terms to use. But essentially it's the same thing you get with usertesting.com, but you'd be doing it live with someone over Zoom, for example. And the advantage of that is you can then delve into those questions a bit more. Uh, you can actually ask why. You can really try and find out, again, that deeper rationale behind something. You know, it's, it's one thing to see someone going the, down the wrong path on your website, clicking on the wrong button or whatever it might be on a video, but actually it's obviously much more powerful if you can then say, oh, you know, why, why did you click there? What made you go down that route? Because then you can actually start to really identify where the problem is and then, of course, come up with a sort of design solution to solve that. But I think the final point on those, whether it's as unmoderated or moderated uh, user test, the video side of things, as you say, is really powerful because you can play clips back. You know, it's one thing for me to come to you and say, well, I don't think your website's great. You know, I think there's this problem and that problem. Then you can shrug and say, okay, fair enough. But if there's a real user, you know, a potential customer of yours saying it in their own words and voicing their own frustrations, that's really powerful, uh, again, for, you know, not only the UX perspective, but from a marketing angle as well. You know, those people have sent all this traffic to your website and then people are just getting frustrated and they're, they're having a horrible experience. So yeah, it's it's about being aware of that and then obviously doing what you can to, to improve it. So you're basically saying user, user experience professional as well? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Definitely guarantee that. <laughs> no, I mean, I would say that, but to sort of caveat that slightly, people can do, you know, it doesn't take a, an expert to do sort of basic getting started with with user testing you know i wouldn't recommend doing your own user testing on your own website because there's obviously going to be lots of biases that creep in you're going to be even if you're trying not to you're going to be leading people and you're going to be interpreting what they say in a certain way uh, so it's always good to get some sort of third party involved but it's something that can be set up and run relatively quickly relatively easily um you know obviously the the more experienced the practitioner and the, the more detail you go in, you know, the more insight you're going to get back. But if you're just sort of getting started and you want to find out that sort of thing you mentioned before about you know, getting some initial reactions of how people are using your website, if you've not done that before, then yeah, using a tool like usertesting.com is a, is a good starting point for that. And what about other software? Um, because um, I think many people, many marketers have heard of things like heat maps and um, seeing what customers do on your website. Um, so what about tools like Hotjar or Microsoft Clarity? Are they tools that, that every certainly enterprise business should be using? Yes, I think so. I think as long as they're done with the awareness that that's not the only thing they should be doing and they're also not used to keep delving into and just really trying to find any sort of insight from it. 
they're really good tools to use alongside things like the, the user testing on, on one side, but also your analytics as well. So, you know, marketers, I think, are very comfortable using analytics to look at the marketing kind of stats, you know, what channels are people coming from, possibly not they're converting, but I think there's more they can do in the analytics space around monitoring the user experience. So seeing where people are exiting from the site, looking more at those journeys, navigation through the site, uh, looking at internal search terms, that that kind of thing, to really learn more about the users from the analytics. So for me, the sort of hot jar side of things sits somewhere in the middle of those. So you might use your analytics to uncover a potential problem area. You might then use Hotjar to delve a bit deeper into that and see, okay, well, what's actually happening within the page? And are people scrolling, for example, which is a lot easier to see in something like Hotjar than in your analytics. But then it's super important to kind of add the why behind the what. So the analytics and the Hotjar will tell you kind of what's happening, but you're going to need to talk to people. You're going to need to really understand why they're doing what they're doing before you can actually understand how to fix the problem. That's um, a great set of tips there. So essentially start off with the analytics to actually define where the drop-offs are, the, the potential issues are in terms of why people aren't progressing through your site and through your sequence. And once you've defined the potential area where the drop-offs are happening, then you can deploy Hotjar code or whatever tracking software you're using to actually see what users are doing and then have further conversations with people to actually understand from their perspective why it's happening. Exactly that. Yeah, nice, nice summary there. Yeah, it's it's all about, and it, there's other sort of features and things like Hotjar as well, um, and, and similar tools, things like that sort of customer struggle score. Some of those tools have that, which kind of measures when people are clicking on pages and not sort of getting anywhere, and things like um, form analytics as well. Really useful to see again what's happening. You know, you've got a form on your page, and you know people aren't completing it at the sort of conversion rate you'd like. Well, what fields are they dropping out on? And then again. That will tell you, your form analytics will tell you that, but you'll probably need to speak to people to say, okay, people are dropping out of this password field, why is that? And then people might say, well, you're asking for a really complex password or I can never remember my passwords or you know, I didn't didn't want to actually sign up in this way, I just wanted to buy something. So you know, there's plenty of reasons why they might be dropping out that point, but until you talk to them, until you observe them using it, then you're not really going to get that, that answer as to, as to why. Now, all this sounds logical and um, good practice, but um, sometimes if a, a lot of time or investment is required in order to deliver UX, it doesn't get the priority that it perhaps de de deserves. Um, so how do you actually position UX as, as being more valuable and something that, that, that needs to be prioritised within a business? And, and perhaps how do you go about measuring the impact, the financial value of UX? Yeah, I mean, that's a... An age-old question, really, which I think we're getting slightly better to answer, uh, a better answering from the UX perspective. Uh, it was always a thing that UX people would kind of go and do their own thing, and they'd almost be on the user's side, whereas the marketers were on the business's side, and it was almost like the two were competing in a way. But actually, I think from both sides, again, as I touched on before, UX people need to see the value in marketing. They need to see, well, yeah, we need traffic to come to the website. We need people to understand what our product is you know there's there's a whole involvement from marketing that feeds into the, the ux side um, but from a ux perspective how we can kind of if you like sell that into the marketing it's around a few things so certainly again demonstrating those video clips from user interviews and, and usability testing and that kind of thing can be a powerful tool but also there's arguments about design and there's, there's a 
famous quote of, if you think good design is expensive, you should see the cost of bad design. And that sort of sums it up quite nicely for me that actually, yes, you need to focus and spend time and you need to understand your users and, and build something for them. Because if you don't, if you take the opposite route and you just build something that's you know, nice and shiny and reflects what you think the brand should be, it's just not going to work. It's not going to resonate with people and you're not going to be a successful business really unless you're investing in UX. And, you know, that there isn't a business out there uh, that is successful, isn't investing in UX, I think, in some ways. So it's just about making sure that that's being done in the right way and that's given the, the respect it deserves. But also, say, it's bringing UX and marketing closer together, which is something I definitely want to, want to see more of. And in terms of case study, you say that Airbnb is probably the most common example of good UX for good reason. So why is that good reason? Yeah, it's a difficult one to, to think of uh, a, a good user experience because there's so many different types of user experience. There's so many different websites out there. Um, I'd bring up Airbnb mainly because it sort of stands out for some of its competitors. So there's people like uh, Booking.com, for example, which are focused much more on the sort of data-driven side of things, much more on the marketing, the advertising, but not so much on the brand and the overall experience. So if you go to those two websites, you go to booking.com or you go to Airbnb, they both have a very different feel to them. So Airbnb really sells the experience, you know, the, the experience in this case being a holiday somewhere. You know, it's, it's showing beautiful pictures. It's showing these inspirational ideas of where you might want to go, what you might want to do, whereas something like booking.com is, is much more functional. It's sort of a big search box of where do you want, you know, how many nights, that kind of thing. So although it's usable, potentially, arguably, it doesn't have that experience that Airbnb does, which again is very closely linked with the, with the brand side of things. So yeah, just a really nice, neat way of doing something that stands out which from a marketing angle you need, you need to be standing out and not fitting in, uh, but also is easy to use. It still does what the user needs it to do. So let's move on from what works now to uh, planning for the future. So in your opinion, what's the biggest marketing trend or challenge for marketers over the coming year? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go back to the, the previous point really about uh, working more closely with UXs. So... I don't know yet, and time will tell whether that is a, a challenge or a trend. I'm hoping it's a, it's a, becomes a trend because uh, certainly it can be a challenge at the moment. But I think from both sides, you know, marketers need to think more about their users. They need to think more about the needs, and they need to think more about the, the insight that they can get from working with UX teams, from working with user researchers, working with UX designers, and really learning more and understanding more about your users. And on the flip side of that, again, you know, I think UX people need to have more value in terms of the marketing side of things. We need to be perhaps more commercially minded as well as being user focused. And we need to be thinking, okay, well, how can we fit in with the with the business strategy, with the marketing strategy, and how can we give the marketing teams what they need in terms of those user insights? So that for me is the, is the biggest challenge and hopefully will become the biggest trend with that more direct crossover between UX and marketing. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Luke over at lukehay.co.uk. Luke, thanks so much for being on the Strategic Marketing Show. Thanks a lot, David. And thank you for listening. Here at IFP, our goal is simple. To connect you with the most relevant information to help solve your business problems all in one place. Insightsforprofessionals.com.